Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Women Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed with your responsibilities, and it seems like you'll never get it all done? Well, you're not alone. We all need to remember to use our superpowers, the ones we already have but don't use all the time, and take advice and wisdom from one another. Towards the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to keep on being the well woman you are. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. Today's topic is how to overcome lack of experience and succeed in a new field. And hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to listen to your internal voice before overthinking a decision. Imagine that. Uh, recognize when you need to make a change and make it, and use reflection to determine what would bring you greater joy. My guest today is Michelle Urban. Michelle is CEO of Pressure Analysis Company, a startup that designs and manufactures pressure sensors that detect and track impacts with the highest sensitivity and accuracy. Michelle is a graduate of St. John's College in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and in this episode, Michelle and I talk about how she recognized that she needed to change her career path, what she's done to find success and new opportunities, and how to excel in a new field when you have little experience. The free giveaway today is how to create your purpose cheat sheet, and I love this giveaway. We do this every so often. Um, just to revisit Simon Sinek's um, Start With Why. And I just love his uh, approach. And this is a really nice little one pager that can help get you on track to creating your purpose. So let's talk about you and 2017 and your well woman life. Chances are you're smart and powerful. You're also a leader in your family, in your work and in your community. And you want to live a healthy, well-balanced life. You want a sense of well-being and fulfillment. You want deep connections and to cultivate loving relationships. You already have what it takes to achieve this and more, but you face challenges such as burnout, a major life transition, health or other personal problems, or even just not feeling fulfilled. You have the power to unlock and activate your superpowers in order to be who you know you're capable of being, in order to live the life you know you're capable of living. These superpowers include self-love, self-awareness, and self-actualization. They also include other things like compassion and not judging yourself and others. There are lots of superpowers and it's time for you to stand in your power and you're ready to do it. 
I want to invite you to join the movement to begin living your well woman life. And there are two simple things you can do to get started. One is join the Facebook community, facebook.com slash groups slash well woman life community. And you can also join our membership program to access a supportive community of well women, um, live events, and lots of other things. And that's at the website, wellwomanlife.com slash membership. So uh, back to today's episode and interview with Michelle Urban. Welcome to the program, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Michelle, you are uh, the CEO, um, as we heard in the introduction, um, of Pressure Analysis Company. Yeah. Um, tell our listeners what what that is. What are you? What is your product? And um, your, how long have you been with the company? And just a little background. Okay, so a pressure analysis company is using pressure sensors to detect impact. And the way that we're doing that is we're building a skull cap that uh, athletes can wear on the field. Uh, we're starting with football players. And uh, while they're playing, we can show where, how hard, and how many times they've been hit in real time while they're playing. Um, I have been with the company since April of 2015. Uh, we went through the ABQID accelerator program and... Um, Everything has just kind of moved fast since then. And do you have a science and tech background, or are you bringing more of the business CEO background to this? Yeah, so I have an MBA from UNM. I did focus in management of technology, which is commercializing technologies that come out of the universities and labs. Uh, so it's it's pretty related, but I don't have a, a tech background necessarily. I, I have partners who who are uh, technical people. In fact, the uh, inventor of the pressure sensor technology we're using is on our team, one of the original founders. Okay. And just for um, background and for the listener's information, when do you see this product being sold to the public? Yeah. So my ambitious goal is uh, early part of next year. We just uh, started the manufacturing process for a small batch. Uh, we do have uh, pre-orders already in the queue. So it looks like we'll be able to uh, sell these next uh, batch of, of skull caps to those people who have signed up for pre-orders. Early part of next year is what my goal is. Okay, so that's in a few months. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it could be, when I say early, I mean like first or second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and what was your, what? tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to become CEO of a startup. Yeah, well, um, so I was working after I graduated from uh, St. John's College, a small liberal arts school in Santa Fe. Um, I took a job as an emergency dispatcher, and I was there for a little over three years. And um, about that time, I was starting to realize that that was not the path I wanted to take for my life, you know. So um, I really did some introspection and reflection and uh, thought about what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, you know, business would be a nice compliment to a liberal arts degree. Um, a lot of people really think that liberal arts is, is worthless. So I was like, well, I'll just supplement it with something practical. <laughs> I can't say it's worthless. So, um, I went to UNM and, uh, got my MBA and, uh, and while I was there, um, I participated in business in the business plan competition just to see what it's like to to be an entrepreneur and uh, what it what it 
what's involved in starting a business. And, um, really it just like ignited a fire inside of me. And I really just, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I, I never want to work for anyone again. <laughs> like I want to be a part of a team. I want to have something that I can create. And, um, so that, that's really why, why I, uh, came to be a part of this. I started going to different networking events and um, meeting meeting other entrepreneurs and looking for opportunities. And one thing led to another, and it was just perfect timing um, for my situation and uh, meeting the right people. And I met Lori Upham, who was also one of the original founders of the company. And she told me about what she was doing. And I uh, I knew I could get behind it because I always knew that I wanted to be if I was going to be a part of a startup in any way, um, it had to be something that was going to contribute, uh, good to the world or to people's lives. And I mean, I don't think you can get very much better than detecting impact for people who are dying of long-term brain injury from playing football. Wow. And so, um, tell, talk about the process of meeting the team and then rising to the position of CEO, just because I think a lot of listeners are entrepreneurs, they are leaders themselves. And I think it's interesting to hear the the inside story of like how that happens. Yeah. So, um, when I met with Lori, she, you know, she pitched the idea to me and I was like, Oh, that sounds good. But I was still finishing up a contract. Uh, so I, I still had a few months or a couple of months before I could even go full steam on it. Um, and, and I did have another partner at the time. Um, but he was more of a, a technical guy. And, uh, so I was kind of just doing, doing some work here and there for the company, uh, seeing if it was something that I could actually be passionate about. Um, and, and so we, we submitted a few applications to different things and, um, and, uh, you know, during, during those conversations, uh, they, cause I was, I was living in Santa Fe at the time. And so they, they would have meetings here in Albuquerque and they were talking about it. And one day they had, they had called me. It was like, it was like late in the evening. They had called me and they were like, Hey, Michelle, do you want to be the CEO since you have an MBA? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I thought I was just going to be part of the team, you know, like, um, and I was super excited. I mean, that, that had always been a goal of mine was to be a CEO of a, of a company, but I really didn't think that it was going to happen that quickly, like this early in my life, especially since this is really the first startup that I've been a part of that had any kind of real traction, you know, that had gone past just an idea, um, and so I was really excited and I was like, yes, I would love to do it. And then immediately I was like, oh no, what did I just say yes to? <laughs> but so it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride, but, um, and that's basically how it happened. It was just like, I was, I was the right person on the team to, to be the CEO and they asked me. But it sounds like you ha- were involved in the company already at a certain level. You were open to being a part of the team and then things uh, developed from there. Yeah. So I think the takeaway here for listeners is to get involved in what you want to eventually, you know, be doing at some level and then opportunities, you know, doors open. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any kind of success that I've ever had in my life ha- is a result of just 
opening myself up to different opportunities and paying attention to, to what's happening and making sure I, you know, connect with the right people and just make myself known. And when you started talking about this um, process that you went through, you talked about the transition of, you know, finishing college and um, working for three years as a dispatch uh, person and then doing some introspection. What was that like and what prompted you to do that? And what, what did you do? Like, what, what did that look like for you? Uh, yeah. So, um, well, I guess when, when I was working the dispatch job, I was working the graveyard shift. It was a 12 hour shift. And, uh, so it was like 7 PM to 7 AM. And, uh, I sometimes had a lot of time to think (laughs) and, um, you know, working at night for that, that period of that long of a time, um, it really kind of starts to affect you physically and mentally. You don't sleep right. You don't eat right. You don't, you start not thinking well, (laughs) you know, and, um, and I just started realizing that I, this, this was not a good choice for me, like just health wise and, um, life wise, I wasn't necessarily very happy. Uh, so I just started thinking about what, about a time when when I was happy, and that was when I was in college, um, and I was learning, and I was um, in in one way or another, I was creating something like whether it was ideas or papers or um, or anything like that. And I was like, I really want to do something like that in the world, you know. And so um, I was like, well, I should probably go back to go back to school and get my master's degree. So I w- I looked into a bunch of different things and. Um, and really business school was, was really the, the right thing to do. So I started studying for the GRE. I, I took that test. I, I did, I did well. And, uh, even just the process of studying for the GRE, like getting my, my intellectual mind going again, like that was really invigorating. So I knew I was on the right path and, um, and yeah, that's just kind of how it happened. Okay, so Michelle, you are a CEO of a startup, and um, you're a young woman. Um, what is it like to be a woman CEO in a pretty male-dominated field, especially the science and tech field, and then now also sports is pretty heavily male-dominated? You know, I don't ever really, at least not in the moment, I don't ever really feel that different. Um, I never really notice notice me being a woman in a male dominated field until, you know, maybe something happens and I'm like, Oh, maybe that was, you know, a little misogyny or, (laughs) um, maybe it's because I'm a young woman and they don't think that I have, you know, the, the, uh, ability to do this. Um, so, I mean, in talking to certain people, especially, um, I guess maybe investors, certain potential investors that that's where I I kind of feel the pressure a lot, but I I wouldn't necessarily say it's because I'm a woman. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I am inexperienced. Like if you look at my, if you look at my resume, I don't have the experience that's quote unquote needed to uh, be a CEO. So I mean, I have to, I have to fight with those things and battle those things and try to make up for them, um, in certain ways, but that just means I have to, you know, be more prepared. 
Well, that is a common theme in uh, women and leadership is women feeling like they do need to be more prepared. Um, and so I know in business and in politics, when women rise to leadership, either as a CEO or as an elected official or an appointed official, um, it, it often um, takes more for women to be seen as prepared. And there are often men at the table who have the same inexperience or even less experience than the women who assume that they're ready just because they've been socialized that way. So, yeah. you know, for, for years now, they, they've been told that like they can do anything. And so it is an interesting uh, dynamic. Have you thought about that or do you have a comment on that? You know, I really don't think about it that much. I um, I don't really um, find any real value in thinking about that difference. I'm I just really try to focus on what I can do to make myself successful and to make now make my business successful. And um, I've always I've always been a person to put in a lot of effort, um, no matter no matter what. I just always wanted to be better than I thought I could. If I wanted to be able to push my, my own limits and see, see what could happen. I mean, I even did that in school. So, um, and, and that was always very satisfying because I would achieve things that I didn't necessarily think that I could do. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, I guess my perspective on it. Well, it sounds like you're doing awesome things. You're rising to the top of your field very quickly. Um, Michelle, I wanted to go into our segment called Superpowers for Success and ask you a few quick questions. And the first one is, what does success in life mean for you? Well, you know, especially lately, I've realized, and this is, I think, always been a part of uh, who I am, but um, it's it's become a lot more prominent in my mind lately, but um I need to laugh, <laughs> you know, like I need to be able to, um, find the humor in all kinds of situations, even, you know, negative situations. I mean, life is a funny thing, like <laughs> no matter what happens. Um, and I think that if I can, if I can find that humor and I can genuinely laugh even at myself sometimes, I mean, I think that's success. Um, but I mean, also going back to what I said earlier about, you know, putting in the hard work and pushing myself a little bit further than I think I can go. Um, good things always happen when, when, when I do that. And, and I feel like that's a level of success too. And let's talk a little bit about that, that this um, part of your personality where you push yourself to those limits and you want to do the best. Where did that come from? Why do you think you have that? Cause not all women have that or men. I mean, not, not all people have that, um, a, that confidence to really push themselves to be the best. Yeah, honestly, I think it probably came from being homeschooled. Um, I was homeschooled from the fifth grade all the way through uh, high school. And um, in a lot of ways, like that made me feel like, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't around other students, so I didn't know how to compare myself to other students. So I just, I think I automatically took the perspective that I, I wasn't, um, getting the same kind of education as everybody else. So I pushed myself harder and, um, and I was really worried about being able to get into college. And so, um, I, I always chose to do harder topics than I thought I could 
do because I was like, if I can master this, then I can get into college. Or if I can master this, then I can know, know this just like other people know. So I think maybe, I mean, at least that's, that's now that you're asking me, that's where I think it comes from. Do you have a, a history in your family of academia and pushing forward and uh, achieving big things? Uh, well, I mean, not exactly, but I, I mean, my parents have really taught me about having a good work ethic. I mean, my parents work really hard. Um, and, and, you know, they live simple lives. My dad's a mechanic. He drives, he drives a a city bus and he's done it forever and he loves it. He talks to people all the time and cracks jokes and stuff. And my mom, she, uh, she homeschooled us. She was a teacher for a while. She's now a secretary at the church that they go to. And, um, you know, but they've always been hard workers and, you know, they've never really let me and my brother, uh, get away with having things without working for it, you know? And so we just, we started to appreciate at a very early age what it was like to work for something and earn it. And honestly, like, I think that's one of the best feelings in the world. Michelle, thinking about your your role as a CEO of a company, when did you know inside yourself that you're really good at what you do at this leadership role? Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting because a lot of times I really, especially now being a CEO, I don't feel like I'm good at what I do. Um, and I really think that uh, some of the successes and milestones and uh, positive attention that the business gets um, is due to me just opening up the business to a bunch of different opportunities. So, um, uh, yeah, but I really don't feel very good <laughs> when I do just because it's like, it's, it's all new and I'm learning and, uh, it, it moves really fast and it's kind of chaotic sometimes, but what gives you the confidence to keep going and to say, yes, I can do this. You know, I think I I think it's just that I really believe in in what we're doing. Like I really think that we have a solution that can actually that's like pretty simple. I mean, scientifically simple. I mean, it's really just, you know, observe, collect data and then come to better decisions. Like that's one of the most simple philosophies, basic philosophies that exists in the world. And um and uh, we've made so much progress just in the like year and eight months or however long it's been that I've, I've been a part of the company and we keep getting so close. And that, that I think is what motivates me. I think that um, the, the further I go along in this um, and the more people I talk to who, who can actually benefit from what we're doing. I mean, that's, that's another thing that keeps me going because they, they see that, that this can be useful in their lives. I mean, whether they've received a concussion themselves or they, they have, you know, foggy memories of, you know, from, because of the repetitive hits that they've taken, um, or parents who are terrified because their, their kids have received concussions. Um, it, you know, that's, that's what motivates me. Okay. And what do you do when you get knocked down? Like when something happens and, and this happens, you know, probably weekly or daily, right? Yeah. Um, things happen and you, and you've got to get back up. What do you do in those situations? Well, you know, when bad things happen, just like when good things happen, I feel it. I'm like, I need, I need to just take time and let myself feel this way for, for a while. And then, you know, eventually 
I get to a point where either, I mean, I, I work out a lot. I try, I go to the gym. I try to go to the gym like five times a week. Sometimes it's only three if I'm too busy. But if I, if I keep my, my physical body moving, it, it, it helps my, my mental and emotional state as well. So that's, that's a big, that's a big thing that I do, but I also make sure to not isolate myself at least not entirely, you know, I mean, there are times when I need to go into my own space and just be by myself, but, um, especially during those down times, I'll reach out to Lori and I'll just be like, look, this is how I feel. Even if it's like, you know, if it sounds a little dramatic or it's, you know, whatever, I, I just need to get it out there sometimes and bounce it off of people or good friends. You know, I, I make sure I, I reach out to my friends, my mom too. I call my mom a lot. <laughs> Like mom, help me. Will you listen? <laughs> so, so yeah, those are the things I do. Okay. And uh, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? You know, it's probably public speaking. That kind of feels like a superpower. I've always been a, an introvert. Um, and I'm not one to like really want to draw attention to myself, which is strange because now I'm a CEO and that's all I have to do is <laughs> draw attention to myself and what I'm doing. Um, being interviewed on TV or just on microphone, um, things like that. But after, after, uh, being coached by Pat McNamara from, uh, ABQID, that was like one of the most, transformative experiences of my life. Um, being able to, to get up on stage in front of more than a hundred people, um, and just confidently talk about what I'm doing and, you know, get people excited about it. Um, first of all, I didn't know I could do that. Second of all, I didn't know it could be fun and it really is a lot of fun. (laughs) And I've done it. I've, I've, since that time, I've probably done it about 10 times or so. So, I mean, and I look for opportunities to, to do that. I mean, it's still stressful and it's still like something I have to really prepare for. But um, once I do it, it's, 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 it's fun. It's good. Cool. And Michelle, describe one personal habit that contributes to your well-being. I think you kind of touched on this actually a minute ago with the exercise, but if you have something else. Yeah, actually recently, um, other than physical activity, I, I, um, I really started focusing on reading more fiction specifically um, because I felt like my creative side was not getting enough exercise. <laughs> um, so I started focusing on reading more more fiction, more stories. And, and that's actually, I noticed uh, last week that I, I started thinking differently and I felt like I, I was less foggy and I was coming to like better decisions and solutions to even small problems. I was like, oh, maybe that's helping. So I think I think that's that's something. Yeah. And what advice would you give your like seventeen or eighteen year old self? Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, if I I don't know when I started thinking this, but one of the one of the things that I kind of live by now, at least, and I don't know when I started thinking this way, but is if it scares, if it, it, well, the way I put it is if it terrifies me, I should probably do it. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. That's great. Okay. And last question, what are you reading right now? Like what's on your nightstand? Uh, well, I'm reading a few things. I'm reading, um, 
short stories by uh, Tony Hillerman, um, New Mexico stories, which are fun because it always makes me feel like, I mean, one of the things I really like to do is, uh, or I used to like to do is go for drives, especially in Northern New Mexico. And so reading those stories actually makes me feel like I'm doing that in my mind. <laughs> um, and then I'm, uh, starting to reread the, uh, Federalist Papers. I have a, um, an alumni group from St. John's College um, that meets um, once every month, and we have a seminar, and that's that's one of the seminars that we're gonna we're gonna be doing. So, oh, wow. yeah. Well, Michelle, good luck to you in your um, adventure as CEO of this incredible startup, and thank you f- so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been it's been great. That's it for our show today. I've been speaking with Michelle Urban, CEO of Pressure Analysis Company, a startup that designs and manufactures pressure sensors that detect and track impacts with the highest sensitivity and accuracy. Michelle and I spoke about how being open and curious leads to doors opening and how you can recognize that you need to make changes in your career choice and when it's a good idea to go with your gut and say yes before you overthink a decision. You can get this week's freebie at wellwomanlife.com slash 048show. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This really helps raise visibility for the show, which is helpful when it comes to producing it every week for you and to getting it out there to women who may not know about it. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at facebook.com slash groups slash Well Woman Life community. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.